0: Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Tiffany Grant, Here's a bit about Tiffany. She is an accredited financial counselor and award-winning personal finance blogger, podcaster, coach, and educator. She has been featured on Yahoo Finance, CNBC, Essence, and Acorns as an expert on side hustles, business, and money. Tiffany has helped many people become more in tune with their money by providing financial education in a down-to-earth and relatable format. She graduated with a bachelor's of business administration and management from the University of North Carolina at Pembroke. In addition, she holds a master's of business administration from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Tiffany holds the SH. Shrm dash cp designation and is a lean six sigma yellow belt. So, without further ado, please welcome Tiffany Grant to Gems Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) My pleasure, Tiffany. And today we're going to dive into, you know, financial literacy as a whole, budgeting, as well as the overall money mindset to help people, you know, really just shift their thinking just to, to not just have a wealth now, but also have that generational wealth and just kind of break some of those old paradigms. But before we jump in, we're going to start with an icebreaker, Tiffany. We're going to get to know Tiffany a little better so I want you to share a fun and interesting fact about yourself
1: oh sure so (laughs) there's quite a bit but I guess the most interesting when I tell people is that I love guns um I actually used to um practice for target shooting so to do competitions um but I love shooting um it is definitely a sport for me and I just do it for fun um so (laughs) I think that is a pretty fun fact um yeah (laughs) that is amazing did you grow up with guns in your household No. So that's the crazy part. I was actually like prohibited from having any type of gun um, when I was little, even uh, water guns. So I joke with my grandparents because I grew up with them. I joke with them and say, well, see, it was because I was deprived. Now it's become a hobby. Um, But no, I, uh, I just love them. I think the love grew from watching, it used to be a show called Top Shot. That used to come on. And I used to aspire to want to be on that show because they got to shoot everything. Um, so when I turned 18 in Florida, because I live in North Carolina, but in Florida, you're able to go to the range at 18 and legally shoot by yourself. So I did that. And then once I got back home, I was like, I can't wait till I turn 21. And on my 21st birthday, I was in the range shooting. So. <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, because I was definitely going to ask you if you were living in North Carolina presently, because I I was going to tell you, if you weren't, girl, Texas is the place for you, because it's like the wild, wild west down here. <laughs> the wild, wild
1: west, oh, Lord. <laughs>
0: that's, that's what people call it, because, you know, now they have um, the guns where you could get it without having your CHL. So everyone is packing guns, and they're just toting, shooting and hooping. And I'm like, okay, but you did not know that if you discharge that firearm and you don't have your CHL, you could actually be in more trouble. If, um, but that's another conversation. <laughs> So let's get into financial literacy, because I feel like this is an area that not just adults need to be aware of, but I think we need to start having these conversations with the younger generation. And I would love to see the conversation start with elementary school all the way up, so we could actually set up our younger generation for success. So based on the work that you're doing um, currently, what promoted you to get into this arena with finances?
1: Yeah, so um, I feel like, uh, I guess kind of like with the gun situation, um, being around, so like my family is not good with money, okay? So I did not have good role models, horrible role models, matter of fact, um, when it came to money. So they, everybody in my immediate family is spenders, they love to spend money, um, nobody ever talked about saving, which was great when I was a child because, you know, I was able to get whatever I wanted, but As I got older and I saw the detrimental effects of that, um, it started making me become more aware of my personal finances. So, you know, 2008, 2009 crisis, I was, I want to say I was in ninth grade or somewhere up in there. And, you know, everybody in my immediate family had to file for bankruptcy, um, even a foreclosure. So after seeing that type of stuff, I was like, okay, Tiffany, is this the route you really want to go? And the answer was no. So I started like just dialing into whatever was available to me. So I used to watch Susie Orman all the time. She used to have a show that came on every Friday. Um, So I used to watch that faithfully. And then I started um, just reading. Well, I've always been a reader, but I started reading like financial stuff, um, blogs, listening to podcasts, that type of thing. Um, And that kind of, that's kind of what started me on this path of wanting to learn as much as possible. And then also educating other people as well.
0: I like that because you didn't just take it as, oh, I'm going to acquire this knowledge for myself, but I'm going to go on to help other people so they could be effective stewards of their money. And now that you're in a place, do you um, have these conversations with your immediate family? And if I were a fly on the wall, what would that conversation look like? Because sometimes they could feel like, oh, girl, you're, you're a little too big for your purchase trying to tell me about money when I raised you. So it's
1: funny you ask that because literally, like, I've had this business for four years. This will be my fifth year. And um, my mom just became a client the end of last year. So she just became a client. Um, so now she is dialed in. Matter of fact, we just had a meeting last night and she's just surprised with how how far she has come. Um, you know, I tell the story sometimes of when I was younger, she would be in the stores and if they asked her if she wanted a credit card, you know, because they always tempt you with the percentage off. Um, She would always say, yeah. And she, I remember being little, she had a stack of credit cards like this big. And so now um, that she's a client, we've been going through the process and she has paid off um, over 13 debts so far. Um, she'll be paid off and she'll pay two more off in full this month. And so she's like, oh my gosh, like I've never had this type of control on my money before. And so even my mom now, and she's been binging my podcast. I'm like, what did you all think I've been doing all these years? Um, but it's like my family is now finally coming on board and like, you know, we got to do something different as well. So, but I will say prior to though, um, you know, it was difficult. Difficult conversations because, like you said, who wants to, you know, be told by their child or their grandchild what they're doing wrong with their money or how they can improve. Um, but and even my mom has told me that she was like, it took me a long time to reach out for help because I'm like, you know, this is my daughter. Like (laughs) I should be the one setting an example. But like I told her, I'm like, you don't know what you don't know, right? And if there's someone that can help you get through what you don't know. Take them up on it, whoever it is, you know, whether it's your daughter, your sister, your brother, whomever, um, at least listen to what they have to say and see if it'll help, you know, of course, take what you can leave what you don't but um, at least have the conversation so that way we can kind of break these cycles that are going on. And that's why I started my entire business. And that's why I call it Money Talk with Tiff is because I feel like we need to have these conversations openly, um, especially within our families, you know, we need to start talking more about money. So that way it could be less taboo and we can all help each other um, go further.
0: Absolutely. And I'm so glad to hear that your mother is now a client of yours and that now you guys are able to really have these money talks. And that's incredible that she has paid off that amount of debt. But I think it's also society that is conditioning people to go into all of this debt because they're always waving these shiny credit cards and plastics. And people know, yeah, okay, I have this good credit. I may have the cash, but, you know, without credit here living in America, then you may not be able to get certain things. So people think, oh, I I need to build my credit. I need to build my credit. But then they don't realize that when you get that credit card, you shouldn't max out that credit card. You should only spend a certain amount of the credit card. And I have a principle, if you spend X amount of money um, this month, you should be able to pay, pay off that money at the end of the month. But you may have another rule them to apply here but then whenever you think about financial literacy as a whole do you feel like the urban communities are suffering because certain things aren't afforded to them as if they were in a non-melanated community let's just be real
1: yeah and honestly I've had this conversation quite a bit (laughs) I've had this conversation quite a few times, um, both on my podcast and my blog, because there is a difference between black financial literacy and or black and brown financial literacy versus um, non-melanated financial literacy. And it's because, you know, you have to think back, like I like going back to what I said, you don't know what you don't know. Um, A lot of these other communities grow up in households where they have, you know, Uncle Jim that owns or is a CEO of this big company or what have you. And so there have been these regular conversations at the dinner table. They're able to ask different questions, get different answers, you know, that type of thing Um, where in our communities and especially in my household. It was like, that's not a child's place to know this stuff, like just be a child. Nobody ever talked to me about money at all, not how much they made, how much they saved, if they have retirement, none of that stuff or let alone the stock market. So it's like these conversations just aren't happening, but I also, on the flip side, um, b- believe it is our responsibility to do better. And so just like in my case, you know, fortunately, I had an interest in this stuff, but I took it upon myself to go ahead and educate myself because I realized I have two little humans that are going to depend on me. And I don't want to, I don't want them to be in the same type of situations that I was, you know, having to see bankruptcies and foreclosures and things like that. So I'm like, okay, I have to be the one to do things differently. That's why I engross myself in learning this information. So, you know, <laughs> I feel like there's two sides to, you know, to this story, you know, of course we don't have the same educational opportunities. But on the flip side, we can create them. Um, And so I feel like just as a community, and I'm speaking to the Black community now, um, we can do better. We just have to put in the work. And so that's kind of where I stand on that. And that's why I created my brand. So that way they can see more people like them talking to them, you know, Um, because that is another challenge. Uh, I can go all day with these challenges, but that's another challenge. Um, This industry is dominated by pretty much white old males, to be real. Um, And so when you see a young black female or a young black male, you know, we're very few and far between, but we're out here. And we all do it for the same reason and for the same purpose. And that's to educate our communities and be that face. Um, So because I mean, to be real, none of this personal finance stuff is new. (laughs) You know, Um, we all pretty much say the same type of things, maybe in different ways. But having the representation out there and having the diversity out there will open it up to other people. And so that's why, you know, me and others like me do what we do.
0: Absolutely. And I think we also have to encourage, um, people in our community, as well as outside of our community, asking questions is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. So you can learn and acquire the knowledge. And then also look for different um, mentors. If you're eager to learn something and there's not someone in your household, go seek an for. outside source. Like I know Junior Achievement goes to some schools, not all schools, but some schools. Then um, United Way, there's like a money class that people could take with them. And there are these nonprofit agencies that are out there that come into certain schools. But of course, you know, there's a difference between melanated and non-melanated because if you're in an urban area, you may not be afforded to go to some of those programs or they may not have the funding to bring in those agencies. Another thing is What I've seen in the non-melanated community is that instead of putting light bills and all this stuff in your baby's name, they actually put their children on their credit cards. So they're establishing a good line of credit. So about time they graduate, they already have a decent credit score, whether it's in the 600s, 700s, or now 800s. And then they're teaching their kids on saving. And I feel like in the melanated side, Okay, if you take that money to pay your tithes, why can't you take 10% or 20% and just pay yourself? So pay your tithes, pay yourself, and then the rest of it allocate out for your expenses. You really have to make sacrifices in order to get to where you want to go. So I think that's also a money mindset because I know some people in the melanated community are so quick to give to the church. But then, whenever they fall on hard times, the church is not there helping you, or if they are helping you, they're giving you, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. But that is not sufficient based on what you poured into the church. So you really have to use common common sense and steward your household because your household is what's going to be there. And um, whenever you think about money mindset as a whole, Tiffany, I know you t- um, you're a millennial. You you also have a background in HR. And then, it, and then um, one of the other facts I saw is that you're a single mom of two boys. So it's just you. So sometimes whenever someone is from a single home, you have to do things a little bit different because you don't have that partner helping you financially. So can you talk about some mindset um, hacks around there? And feel free to re- rephrase the question.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I feel like, okay, so let's start off when I was I found out I was pregnant with my youngest son. I mean, my oldest son, sorry. Um, so I was 17. So I was a teen mom. I found out I was pregnant with him, had to change my whole trajectory because, you know, I wanted to be a chef. Kind of glad I didn't go through that thing, but I'm um, glad I did pursue business. But Um, When I found out I was pregnant with him, I said, okay, Tiffany, your life has to change (laughs) and it has to change in multiple ways. One of those ways is you have to be an example for this human being that is now going to depend on you for, you know, the majority of their life. And so it was in that moment when I said, okay, if you want to be a good example you want to change the tra- you want to change the generational things that are going on in your family and you want to change your tra- trajectory and then as a result the trajectory of your kids let's let's see what we can do and so i feel like it starts there um even as a single parent you know you kind of have to be the one to put your foot down and say okay enough is enough i want to do things differently um then you know outside of that I want to say budgeting has been very, very, very helpful um, for me, um, especially after I had my second son, too. So there was a point in time where I was going to school full time, working two jobs um, and side hustling um, just to make sure that I could pay off my debt because that's what was important to me. Um, like I was even living off of student loan checks. Like I would get our my student loan check my tax refunds and I would pay up our rent instead of going to blow it. I would go pay up our rent because I was like, okay, at least I know for the next six months or so that we have a place to stay, if nothing else. And so I can figure out the rest of it, right? Because your housing is typically your biggest expense. So that was one of the strategies that I used to use um, when I was struggling, um, budgeting heavy. And then before I got a big windfall, like my tax refund or my student loan refund, um, I would go ahead and put it towards something that would you know <laughs> help out with living expenses in the future um so you know having that long term mindset as well not just thinking about the moment i feel like that's where a lot of people go wrong as well and you know i can't really blame people either because if you're living from paycheck to paycheck and you're worried about putting food on your table and you have a credit card available to you you're going to use that credit card for food you're not thinking about the long term implications of using that credit card and not having enough money to cover that so i so you have to think about that as well and so that's why i'm like um what helped me tremendously was budgeting and i still budget to this day also um lifestyle creep Don't allow lifestyle creep to happen. So lifestyle creep is when you keep, you know, as you make more money in your job, um, your lifestyle kind of follows. And so you're like, oh, I make a little more. Let me get this new car or let me do this or let me do that. That's another thing that helped me, too. I still live the same. (laughs) Like even when I was making really good money in corporate. I still live the exact same way. I still shop at a thrift store. I still ride around in my car that's already paid for. Um, You know, I still live the same way. And I allowed that extra money to go towards my financial goals and not towards just my lifestyle. So um, that's another thing that helped me too as a single mom. Um, I will also say government benefits. Like, <laughs> let me not <laughs> discount that because that was very, very helpful as well. Um, you know, if you qualify for these things, use it. Like, don't be ashamed because <sighs> I get that a lot too. You know, some people are like, "Well, I don't want to go down to DSS and I don't want to do this and da da da." If you need it and you qualify do it because that can be the difference between you being able to pay off something or save up for something um, and not being able to do that. And especially with the food prices as they are now, um, if you qualify for food stamps, go ahead and get them food stamps. Uh, Because (laughs) there are people out here that do not qualify that would love to. Um, So I would say that as well, that really helped me as a single parent um, was getting government benefits like Medicaid and food stamps Um, that was very helpful. And I tell people to use them as a tool, like don't use it to live off of, but in the meantime, in between time, while you're trying to get your life together, there is nothing wrong with using those resources. That's what they're there for. So, um, I would say those are the biggest things that helped me as a single mom, you know, get over the hump and then also get to the next
0: level. Those are really good um, tips and mindset hacks, because in order to get over those hurdles, you first have to look within yourself and ask yourself, what am I doing? And is it sustainable? Is it adding value? Or is it, you know, distracting me and getting me off course from the goals at hand? Because you may not be where you want to be currently, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get there. It just means you need to, you know, take a little bit more time. So I always like to tell people, know what your wants are versus your need. Yeah, you may want that new purse, but if you don't need it, don't go buy it. Just put that down on your list. Always. um... Oh, go ahead, Tiffany.
1: I just wanted to add to that because not only know your needs and your wants, also know your values also know your goals because that's that matters as well know what's important to you so that way as you are building out your goals and building out your budget or what have you because everybody should have one um <laughs> you can make sure that everything aligns because then you can start asking yourself okay if this doesn't align with where I'm trying to go or where I want to be then why am i doing it and that's what I had to keep asking myself also during this process you know when friends would ask me oh Tiffany, let's go do this, let's go do that. And I'm like, if it didn't align, then I'm like, no, <laughs> like I, I had to learn no and learn it quickly. So um you know that's another point too just to dial in on what your values are. Know yourself. Once you know yourself then the rest of this stuff um starts to become easy.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for adding that in, Tiffany. Another thing is like write down what your goals are, because whenever you write down your goals, it's a way of holding yourself accountable and not just write them down, but put them in your phone and your phone can act as a reminder whenever it's on your calendar and set a date next to those goals. So those goals become realistic and they become something that is attainable instead of a pipe dream. Then also look to see who do you have in your circle and what are they doing? And if your circle is not doing something and they're not elevating in the level you want to elevate, then it's time for you to, you know, take a step back and reevaluate that and say, maybe I need to change my circle because there's a saying that says, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you will become because we're so influenced these days. So you definitely have to take that um, into consideration because that's a, a big part of mindset. And then education is free, y'all. There's so much videos on YouTube. There's um, information on the internet. There's information with your employers because a lot of times people don't know what what benefits and perks their employers have. And I come from a corporate background and my background's oil and gas. And there were so many things like the Harbor. Harvard um, Managed Mentor System. There was um, t and Training and Development, where if you are a early career professional, there's different classes that you could take that teach you how to steward your 401k, understand the stock market, and etc. And it's free 99. Like, don't pass up free free material that can help you leverage where you are and get to the next step. So I definitely want you all to think about that. And don't be ashamed for asking for help. Swallow your pride and don't let your ego keep you in a place where you're remaining stagnant.
1: Oh my gosh, you said so many things in there
0: that I want to hit on, Um,
1: but I'll keep it brief. Um, So going back to knowing your circle, that was one exercise that my career coach. So early in my career, I had a career coach. This goes also to having mentors and having coaches. Um, And she said, okay, Tiffany, how much do you want to make if, you know, the sky's the limit. Right. So at that time, I think I was making like nine, ten dollars an hour. And so I was like, Ooh, a hundred thousand a year, six figures. That's what I want. And so she had me write it down and then she had me write down all the, the five people that I spend the most time with and then had me write down how much they make. And what I realized, what I thought they made anyway, because we don't have these conversations, um, <laughs> which we should, but um, I wrote that down. And so She was like, okay, so tell me how you plan to get here when everybody in your circle is either doing the same as you or maybe even less. And I said, hmm, that's a good question. I have no answers. And so that's when I was introduced to your circle of five, um, that concept. And what I started doing was surrounding myself with people that were six-figure earners. Um, And not to say to get rid of your old friends, because I still have the same friends from eighth and ninth. Grade or whatever, but just have different circles for different things. And so I started hanging around people that were making six figures. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a space where I can actually learn something. Like I can learn how they made it, how they did it, you know, that type of thing. And then lo and behold, I saw my income slowly increasing to where they were. So um, I just wanted to point that out that that. Exercise was definitely life changing for me. And I highly recommend that everybody else do the same, at least do your circle of five, see where they are, see what they do, and see if that aligns with where you're trying to go. Um, And then also, um, you mentioned coaches and mentors. It's so important, y'all. Uh, I think also in our communities we under underestimate the value of a mentor. Um, I will say that is how I was successful. Part of the reason I was successful in corporate America and even outside as an entrepreneur was having mentors, <clears throat> mentors and coaches guiding me along. So I highly recommend doing that as well. Genesis was right on point um, <laughs> because it can be life changing and. Like she said, don't be afraid to ask for help. Just like with my mom, what I was saying earlier, she was afraid to ask for help that she finally got out of it. And now she's like, oh my gosh, life is so much better. Life is so much different. I've never felt this way about money before, but it sometimes takes an outside perspective to give you that new perspective that you need to push through your humps or to move forward. So I just wanted to highlight those two points because those were gems. (laughs)
0: Wow. Yes. And thank you so much for adding more value there, Tiffany. This has been just a wealth of information just talking to you today. And as we wind down, I definitely want you to leave your call to action to the listeners and viewers. And we're definitely going to have to have you back on for a part two.
1: I would love to come back. Um, I love talking about money um, and just educating the community, but you can find me at moneytalkwithtea.com. The brand is Money Talk with Tiff. Um, I also have a podcast, Money Talk with Tiff, and you can find me on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Um, And when I say all, I mean all y'all. So (laughs) just Google me, baby, you'll
0: find me. But,
1: uh, but yes, please look, look it up. And like Genesis said, there's a lot, like all of my content is free for the most part. So please last I checked, there was like 200 and some blog articles on my blog. So there's so much information out there. It's up to you to dive in and change your trajectories and change your generational things that's going on.
0: And there you have it, listeners and viewers of Gems Podcast. Yes, we want you to secure the bag, but we also want you to keep the bag. Don't go spend your money all in one place. Use your wisdom, knowledge, and that intuition to help be a conduit to get you to where you want to go. Because what good is having all this wealth? if you don't have optimal health and if your mindset is not there, because then you're going to blow it. And think about all those people who won the lottery, but now they're flat broke because they didn't steward their finances. And we don't want that to be you. So educate yourself and make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We are found on 40 plus platforms, also, connect with us on YouTube over at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. And for those of you out there, um, I definitely need more brand sponsors and ambassadors to continue to fuel the mission of GEMS podcast, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate while we Come Together with Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging, because it takes each one of us to come together to make this world a better place and really create those synergies. So you can find out more information by going to GenesisAmarisKemp.net to find out how you could become a brand sponsor and ambassador, because without you listening and without your support, we wouldn't be ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts www.listennotes.com. So without further ado, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and be an asset, not a liability. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S with WITH Genesis GENESIS Amaris AMARIS Kemp KEMS. P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services could be here on GEMS Podcast.